I'm Chelsea. And I'm Deidre. And we're giving you a million murders. It was so slow. It was like, (laughs) welcome back. Yes, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. I have a joke. Okay. (laughs) Why did the duck get arrested? I don't know. For selling quack. Hmm. I got one more. (laughs) Why do duck? Why do ducks have feathers? Why? To cover up their butt quacks. I can't. The butt quack. I'm hollering. They're so funny. (laughs) So, I have another unsolved case for today. I'm shook. Chelsea's turned over a new leaf, honey. I have. And I'm just going to jump in like I always say. I'm about to dive in. Yeah. Okay. So, today's case is going to be about a girl named Jennifer Kessie. Okay. This case is frustrating because it's going to leave you with no answers, which suck. But, as always, I'd love to know your guys' theories at the end of this. Because anything could have happened. You know, this girl just disappeared into thin air. Like, it's crazy. Oh, God. So... If you want to email us and let us know, like, what you think or whatever, you can do that. Or you can put it on the Facebook page and engage with, like, other listeners. That'd be cool, too. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Jennifer Joyce Kessie. She was born on May 20th, 1981, and she grew up in Tampa, Florida. This is that Florida case I was telling you about that I got confused with the guy that tried to fake his own death. Because it was Panama. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Panama. Dun, 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 dun. Panama. <laughs> her parents <laughs> describe her as someone who was extremely well-liked and also really smart. She was speaking in sentences at only a year old. Oh, okay, sis. And she was just a fantastic student. She would get good markings. At school, teachers really liked her. She got along good at school, didn't get into any trouble. She was a good kid. And she was super involved in school and her community, and she had a ton of friends. Not only was she smart, she was also very curious and interested in everything. She loved to learn about things, always willing to read, always willing to learn about, like, something new, you know? Mm-hmm. Nah. She was very ins- What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah I was like wait what did I miss oh god and then I hit the mic she was very inquisitive mm-hmm. constantly asking questions her mom described her as very her mom described her as her very own doll <laughs> we're laughing cause I'm struggling <sighs> Her mom described her as her very own doll, that she was the perfect little girl. Jennifer graduated from Vivian Gaither High School. Hmm. She also attended the University of Central Florida in Orlando in Tampa, Florida, and her parents and her were extremely close. So especially 
you know, when she got into college, they become close because, you know, Jennifer's mom talked about how her di- her daughter came back from college and, you know, instantly they had this adult relationship. Uh, they were at the stage with, they were at that stage with her, like, when she was in college. Mm-hmm. So she was a member of Alpha Delta Pi. 80 Pi. She graduated in 2003 with a degree in finance, and she was offered several jobs when she graduated, which is very nice. You know, that doesn't happen yeah, like that Yeah, no, this always. sure doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she finally decided to accept a position at a resort, and this was called Westgate Resorts. Yeah. She was doing really well at her new job. Coworkers really liked her. She was enjoying the job. She got three promotions within a, her first year. Come through. She's, oh, this is making, living, dang it. Living, why is it, why, yeah. why does, why do, why is it always the people who are doing so well that like all this I awful know. stuff happens to, mm. not that it shouldn't for the bad people. Cause I mean, yeah. obviously then that's just like another thing that's yeah. happened to them. Mm-hmm. It's just not great. Stop no. kidnapping and killing people, please. Right. <laughs> we don't want to have an unlimited amount of cases to no. do. She had recently purchased a condo. She was super proud of it. She paid for it with her own money. Come on. And that's a big deal when you get your first place without your parents helping you at all. She got her own house. She got her own car. Two jobs. One job. Work hard. She a bad bra. Okay. (laughs) She was in a really good place in her life. It was right next to uh, the condo she got was right next to Mall of Millennia. Hmm. It's a it's a (laughs) it's a gigantic mall. I was looking at the word and I was like, it was a gigantic. <laughs> gigantic. Gigantic. She also had a boyfriend named Rob Allen. They actually had a long distance relationship. And when you're in a long distance relationship, you know, normally you do a lot of trips together because you're, you know, oftentimes couples live in two different states. So they'll meet up somewhere like a vacation destination for a weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if it tells where he was from. So they decided to go to St. Croix. They had a great weekend, really good time, and they came home on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Or they went home on a Sunday night. So when they got home, Jennifer decided to just sleep at Rob's house because it was just easier. And then she just woke up really early and drove back to Orlando f- and, you know, to her job or whatever. So later that day after work, she had a relaxing evening planned. When you go, you know, on a trip, you know, you get back and you just kind of want to just chill. Lay mm-hmm. around, you know, you're pretty tired. Um, so that's kind of what she was planning on doing, just, you know, relaxing at home alone, you know. She talked on the phone with three people that night. She talked to her mom, her best friend, and she talked to Rob. This has been really confusing, but there are some sources that say that her and Rob got into a disagreement, which you know how people talk. It could be true, could not be true. Mm-hmm. Um, that night. But I'm not completely sure if that happened, you know, because, like I said, um, but Rob is not a person of interest. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that that night, her phone was turned off. Mm. Sometime between whenever she got off the phone with the people and when she woke up the next morning, like her phone was just cut off somewhere between there. Hmm. Okay. So her phone was turned off and the battery was removed. She had also had a friend's phone with her, and she was supposed to be sending it back, so she powered off his phone, took out the battery, and apparently that was normal 
She was supposed to do that because she was sending the phone back, but no one knows why her phone was turned off. So I don't, I don't know why she had, I don't understand. That confused me because it was like she had to take the battery out because she was sending it back. Like I don't understand. I feel like this was a thing because how long ago was, was this? This is early 2000s, right? It was 2006. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is back when like your phone actually had a battery that you could take out. Yeah, but I don't know. No, yeah, I know that. I just didn't know. Like, I just didn't understand why you had to take it out to send the phone. Yeah, I know. I I knew you knew, but I don't. I don't know. But I feel like there was stuff like that. Like maybe the battery would overheat in the. Like I feel like oh, there was yeah, a whole thing be. about the batteries back then. Like you. You know, yeah, it was a, just a whole thing. Who, Who knows? knows? So she, <laughs> Who knows? so she was supposed to take his battery out. She was returning his phone or her phone. She was returning his phone to him, and he took. She took the battery out of his phone. Okay, but then the battery was also out of her phone as yes. well. Okay. So the next morning, on January twenty fourth, two thousand and six, Jennifer did not show up at her job that morning. Uh, they said this is really unusual for her. She's usually a grade A employee. She definitely would have told people if she was going to be late or wasn't going to be there. And her boss thought it was extremely unusual as well. Um, they had a, or she had a meeting planned for 11 a.m. And her boss was like, you know, there's no way she just wouldn't have come. Right. So they, of course, tried calling her and there was no answer. Uh, the boss contacted her parents because they were listed as an emergency contact. And as soon as her parents found out about this, they were like, you know, no way. There's no way Jennifer just didn't go to work. Mm-hmm. She's just not like that. So they tried calling her, too, and they didn't get an answer either. Uh, the phone didn't even ring. It just went straight to voicemail because her battery is not on her phone. Right. But yeah. they don't know that. And because of this, her parents knew that something was seriously wrong. She wouldn't do this. This is completely out of character for her. Her parents had taught her all about safety and responsibility. Jennifer was obsessed with safety, and that is because, you know, her parents, years before their children were born, were held at a um, no. were held at gunpoint. So in their family, they were extremely cautious, and, like, they taught them safety and, like, what to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't taking any chances. Right. So Jennifer would constantly call her friends and family when she was walking alone, which is really smart. If you don't do that, you should. Mm -hmm. So she was all about safety and she was in the sorority and the girls would call her mother hen because she was always talking or she was always taking care of people and was just always the leader of the group. So her parents knew something was really wrong and her parents called her boyfriend Rob and he hadn't heard from her either. And he actually said it was a bit odd that Jennifer didn't call or text him. Jennifer was all about a routine. She texted or called her boyfriend every morning. So for her not to do that was really unusual. But he just thought maybe she had a busy day and he just didn't, you know, read too much into it. So the family couldn't get a hold of her for like over an hour. So they decided to drive to her apartment and on their way to her condo, which is about two hours from where they lived, They called the condo complex and asked them to go check if Jennifer's car was there. Now, I'm going to comment on the boyfriend Mm -hmm. because, you know, the way she's being described, what's happening is, is, you know, them not getting a hold of her is very, very unusual. Mm -hmm. And he said that she would message her 
message or call him every morning. I mean, that would be alarming to me. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't just assume maybe she had an, a busy day. I would still want to like, hey, are you okay? Like, I have it. I mean, I, I know you may be busy, but, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I, I wouldn't. Heard from you. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying he's guilty or anything, but that's just me. So, back to where we left off. The parents called the condo complex to ask if they could look and see if her car was there. Mm-hmm. And her black Chevy Malibu was nowhere to be found. When her parents went to her condo and got inside, everything looked normal. The only things that were missing from her condo were her cell phone, keys, purse. You know, the normal things people take when, they, when they're leaving or going somewhere. Right. As they were looking around the condo, they noticed that a bottle of pepper spray was on her counter... She kept this next to her car keys, and she always grabbed them both. So the fact that she just took the keys and didn't take the pepper spray is concerning to her parents. Right. So there had been clothes laid on her bed. It looked completely normal, and there was still water in the shower and a damp towel. It seemed like something happened to her that morning. They decided to contact the police, and when they came He said, this is like another crappy police story. Oh, no. Yeah. So they called the police and whenever one, it was just one police, but whenever he got there, he said, it looks like she had a fight with her boyfriend. She'll be back later. And she just ran away. And then he literally just walked out and left. (sighs) So her family called everyone that they could think of, hoping that maybe someone had talked to Jennifer um they printed out a ton of flyers posted them around the condo the area you know everywhere they that they could Mm -hmm. so they even had family members standing on streets handing out flyers and holding signs waving people down trying to get as many people to know about jennifer as possible right so the family was obviously trying to find her as quickly as possible especially before sundown and you know nothing really good happens after sundown yeah. So our parents felt like if they could find her before the sun went down, maybe they'd, you know, have a good chance. Yeah. Her parents also knew about 80% of people who are taken are killed and disposed of in the first three hours. Dang. That's a lot. Yeah. So there's a few things to keep in mind about Jennifer's condominium. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this building was a new building, and the area kind of had some uh, dicier areas surrounding it. Mm-hmm. There were rough patches, and this was actually being converted from apartments to condos. So it was like not all condos yet. There were still apartments that they were like converting into condos. Oh, okay. So there gotcha. was, yeah, so there was a ton of construction going on in the building. There were constantly construction workers there. They were leaving the gates open for construction workers to get in and out without having to like swipe their through security Mm -hmm. so you know the gates were just chilling open so jennifer's complex had zero security cameras which is always nice yeah half of the units in this complex were still unoccupied so that makes a lot of a lot less likely for someone to have seen something you know because half of them's unattended like not unattended unoccupied there's not as many people yeah. that could be witnesses or something. Yeah. So by 9 p.m. that night, they had not found Jennifer. She was entered into the computers officially as a missing person, and the media immediately stated 
or started reporting on the case. The thing is, there was no sign of her, no clues, no details, no news. So finally, days later on Thursday morning of that week, so that means she's been missing about four or five days. Mm-hmm. So a call came in from someone who lives in an apartment complex less than a mile from where Jennifer's Jennifer's place is at. Okay. So they reported seeing a car that looked like Jennifer's in the parking lot of the complex. Okay. So the cops went there and they confirmed that it was her car. This was a more rough area. Mm-hmm. And... And it's also known for drug activity. So that's important to keep in mind, although Jennifer didn't do drugs. So the police decided to bring Rob with them to the car and have him scope it out, see if, you know, anything's changed, whatever. And he noticed that the front seat was in a different position. It was moved further back than where Jennifer drove. You know, he knew, you know, because he probably was used to having to move it when he's driving her car mm-hmm. and he thought that it was odd that he was that it was set for someone else yeah so that stuck out to him and there were a few things in the car a dvd player and this may not seem significant but it actually is because it shows us that this person wasn't trying to steal from her i mean if it's in a rougher area and it's known for drug activity there's a DVD player in there. You know, they're going to grab that DVD player. Yeah. Because they could sell that for drugs. Like, sell that for money to get drugs or whatever. Yeah. Or just sell it in general. Yeah. So, I know... Um, oh. I know a DVD player doesn't seem that nice these days. Not worth stealing. But 2006, DVD players were the thing. So... Yeah. This person's objective was not to, you know, rob her or to take items from her. So the amount of gas in the tank showed that they hadn't driven very much. Luckily, this place did have a couple security cameras, and it caught some footage of someone parking her car and getting out of it. And of course, the footage was too grainy to tell who it was. Of course. There were also some still pictures taken on a camera of the fence outside of the complex, and this person literally walked by. They thought that they would have this person. But both of the pictures of this person, the fence post covers their face. <sighs> like it was, they were the perfect height. Yeah. But they haven't been able to confirm a gender on this person either because of the fence blocking that. So a lot of people think it's a woman. A lot of people think it's a man, which, you know, it sucks because, you know, we have two pieces of good evidence. Yeah. And then two bad pieces. One's grainy and one's blocked by a fence. Yeah. And and the picture doesn't look like they're crouching or anything. Like, it's literally like it's just the perfect height to hide their face. Yeah, like they they're just probably the same. Knew. Yeah. So, just their head is bopping up, but you mm-hmm. can't see their face. So, the police decided to bring some blood dogs in to see if they can sniff out any leads or evidence. Mm-hmm. And this is days later... And this dog trace Jennifer sent all the way from the complex back to Jennifer's condo. That's, okay. So the dog immediately went to the bushes next to her condo. Investigators decided to spend the next couple of days physically searching. So the area behind her complex, they were going through a bunch of fields 
Mm-hmm. And her father would, you know, identify things like they found her shoe at one point and he said that's not Jennifer's shoe. Like he knew, you know, her well enough to know what shoe she had. Mm-hmm. And they didn't find anything. Things that they were finding, her dad's like, no. Nah. Like, no, that's not hers. So the following week, they had 1,400 volunteers go out and look for Jennifer. So a few days later, they actually decided to add Jennifer's ex-boyfriend, which is not Rob, because they were dating. Rob and her were in a relationship. Right. To their list of possible suspects. Her and her ex broke up a while back, and he was apparently devastated about it. Mm-hmm. He was in love with Jennifer. He wanted to be with her. He begged her to get back together, and she would tell him No. She happened to tell him multiple times, I'm not interested. And investigators found out that he had gone to a bar completely intoxicated across the street from her condo that night that she disappeared. Mm. He claims that he has nothing to do with her disappearance and there's no other evidence. So they're also looking at the construction workers on the, like at the complex because mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier how it was under construction and there's like a bunch of contractors, you know, coming in and out, Con- contractor workers. Some of these workers were admitting to living in empty units. Jennifer actually told her parents that she was uneasy about the amount of workers that were around and she would get cat called. Yeah. Okay. They would make eyes at her. They would stare at her. And so she was constantly calling her parents when she was around them just to, you know, have that safety phone call. Mm-hmm. When the case started getting publicity the workers started disappearing the construction workers okay they had just like poof like just gone so there were some concerns that one of them was involved and it was hard to track any of them down and you know come to find out they were hard to track down because they found out that 90 percent of the people that were working on this project on the complex were undocumented immigrants from various countries oh okay in that situation, it's really hard to track someone down because obviously they're not documented. So, you know. Yeah. And, and also. Makes sense of as to why they started disappearing. Yeah. They're like, oh, God, the <clears throat> cops are coming. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to head out. Yeah. Well, there was only a few that were actually registered and they interviewed those men and could not connect her with any of them. There's one more theory, though. And one of her co-workers was really, that one of her co-workers was really obsessed with her. Oh. She told her father several times that she was uncomfortable around this guy. Co-workers said that he would ask Jennifer out all the time at work. She told him that she never dates anyone in the workplace and, you know, it made him really upset. They also found out that that he was really late to work that morning that she went missing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that same co-worker at work made a comment at work saying that she was probably eaten by gators by now when he found out that she was missing. So when the co-workers heard him say this, they contacted the police and let them know how sketchy that that was. And so the guy was able to prove that he was late to work because he got a speeding ticket that morning, obviously. Uh-huh. So after months of searching for Jennifer with no good leads, resources started dwindling, interest in Jennifer's case started dwindling um there's less signs around that you know her friends and family put up yeah months turned into years then 2008 which was two years after she went missing one of those construction workers that were questioned during the time of her disappearance was arrested for statutory rape Uh oh okay so when they spoke to him they confirmed that he did work when he did work there when jennifer went missing and he had actually been in her condo 
sometimes they had to come in and, you know, do work. And Jennifer was being smart. And she would get on her phone with her parents. And she would stand in the doorway with the door open. Mm-hmm. She never closed the door behind her with strangers in her unit. The work. Uh, the worker claimed that she would let them into her condo and not stay there, said that she would leave and tell them to, to lock the door on the way out. Okay. This was completely different from what she normally did, and her dad said that he was a complete liar because the last time that they were in the condo, her dad was on the phone with her and she was standing in the doorway. Okay. Yeah. But there's no link connecting Jennifer to this man. They're continuing to get as many people to know about Jennifer as possible, um, as many people to see Jennifer's face as possible. Sometimes in jail, you know, they'll put wanted people on the back of playing cards and inmates may, you know, they'll play with the cards and maybe inmates have seen them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, December of 2008, prison supervisor contacted the Kessies and told them that one of the inmates that was on death row recognized Jennifer. He claimed to have info on her, but would only tell her father in a face-to-face meeting. Ended up that the inmate was lying and had already tried to pull this with a different case, most likely as, you know, a bargaining chip, of course. I hate when they do that. I do, too. It makes me so mad. So, around the time that Jennifer was taken, a huge human trafficking ring was busted in in Orlando. And there's no evidence pointing to Jennifer being in that, but it's really common and years without answers has really taken a toll on her family. And what I'm about to read is an article that was published on September 22nd of this year, 2022. Okay. It's now been 16 years since Jennifer Kessie disappeared from Orlando. The 24-year-old vanished without a trace and no one's been arrested. Frustrated with the Orlando Police Department's handling of the case, Drew Kessie, Jennifer's father, sued to get access to every file tied to her case. In a new interview with Fox 35 News, Drew Kessie says the department botched the investigation from the moment an officer was sent out when calls were first made about her disappearance in January of 2006. We went up to the condo and they sent an officer out. Officer came in, looked around about 30 seconds and said, She probably had a fight with her boyfriend. She'll be back and walked out. Hmm. The Kessie family and Orlando police reached an agreement outside of court. Drew Kessie says the department took years to reduct and hand over Jennifer's case files instead of the four months the family and OPD agreed on. Dealing with the government is very hard. Snail's pace, Uh Kessie explained. On top of taking years instead of months, Kessie says that OPD handed over was in complete disarray mm-hmm. when we received the files it was like someone just threw sixteen thousand pages on the floor picked them up again and scanned them we had to hire someone to go through them and categorize and organize it properly so we can go in and query the database cassie told fox 35 the process was lengthy and expensive and in the meantime he's hired a team of private detectives to keep the search going So we're trying to play catch up and now we have the ability because Orlando does not have to find Jennifer. Again, that was the number one thing in the, in the contract. Orlando police is no longer responsible for for finding Jennifer Kessie. We're good with that. We're told Jennifer's condo was off Connery road, not far from the mall of millennia in Orlando. Drew Kessie went to tell Fox 35 that he still has hope and potential leads. He says his, team has been approached and is in touch with people who were near the area around the same time 
and who have stories that have remarkable similarities. We've had people come up to us and contact us, our lawyers and our team, saying, Yeah, I lived there at the time, and this was my experience. We've had women that pretty much had gone through what Jennifer had gone through, what Jennifer did, except Jennifer, Jennifer's was taken to the next level. Now, the family's hoping that another official law enforcement agency will pick up the case to carry things forward in ways that ordinary citizens and private detectives can't. Fox 35 News reached out to Orlando Police, who so far isn't commenting about the case. Okay. That's all we got. So, yeah. Where is she? Where is she? And so the dogs found a scent from her car that was in the other parking complex. And it went right back to the apartment. So, like, she literally... And it, like, led to the, like, to some bushes. Right. The bushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is she? There's not a lot of information at all. There's not, but that's okay. The story needs to be told. I feel bad for the parents. Not only are they going through their daughter missing and more than likely dead, but the police department, like. What's going on there? They're crappy. Like they, he, her dad was literally like, it was in the agreement that they were, the Orlando police department is no longer able to look for Jennifer Kessie. And he said that that was okay with him. Like, that's sad. That is sad because you're just like, he's just like, whatever, you weren't any help anyway. You know, and like, they're just like, oh, we can't help look for her anymore. What do you mean? I hope they have a private eye or somebody. They probably got an insider. Oh, no good inside. No, I mean, I hope the family has a private eye that's like helping them. Oh, yeah. Find her. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know what's going on with the police, but I hope the family does have somebody that's working for Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, they've got got their own, um, he's got a team of of private detectives. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. that is the story of Jennifer Kessie. She's still missing. Last update was September of this year, which is last month, not even a month ago, a couple weeks ago. No, just kidding. I keep forgetting it's almost. I keep forgetting that it's almost December. Uh. So a, a month ago. Um. So yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at amelianmurders at gmail dot com. And you can go to our Instagram at amelianmurders, and you can look at all the pictures, places, things. You can go to our Facebook page and group and like and follow us there. I'm starting to try to post like, it's out, the episode's out kind of stuff. So there's a little bit of action there, but we don't really have any news that's been coming up. Yeah. So, well, thanks for tuning in. And we hope you come back for a a million million more. more. Bye. Bye.